It's time for the LaneCast with Montana's very own Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland, your voice for agriculture. Welcome back for another agriculture conversation on the LaneCast Ag Podcast. I'm Lane Nordland. Across the West, families are sitting down at their kitchen tables deciding what is the fate of their cattle herd. Are they going to cull a few? Are they going to liquidate the whole herd? Drought, grasshoppers, hay prices, wildfires. It has been a horrible summer 2021. It's an issue that my family's facing and so many more here this summer. Today we will have two guests for the show. They include Kyle Shobe, former rolled livestock auctioneer and owner of Lewistown Livestock Auction in Central Montana. Our next guest will be Feeder Flash host Corbett Wall. He will be sharing his insight into the coal and slaughter cow market and how possibly a shortage of coal cows on the international stage may be price supportive for the U.S. coal cow market in the weeks and months to come. Those conversations are coming up here on the Lancast Ag Podcast. This summer has been very tough with drought, grasshoppers, destructive fires, and soaring temperatures, the perfect storm for a drastic livestock feed shortage. The Montana Farm Bureau urges farmers and ranchers to visit the Montana Department of Agriculture's hay hotline to find hay for sale, donated hay, and available pasture. Remember, be aware of noxious weeds and pests in shipped hay. There are many resources available for information on handling drought, visit the Drought Resources page at mfbf.org. Montana Farm Bureau, we care for the country. Returning back to today's conversation, looking to central Montana, my hometown, there in the heart of Montana. And uh, as farmers and ranchers continue to experience severe drought, grasshoppers, wildfires, $250 to $300 ton hay, it's a tough time across the countryside. And joining us here today is Kyle Shobe. He and his wife, Jody, own Lewistown Livestock Auction, coming up on a year of ownership of that historic yards in central Montana. Uh, and uh, Kyle, yesterday my dad sent me a video of him traveling down to the stockyards on their uh, Tuesday sale, and trailers were just stretched from south to north, pulling in to the livestock yards there as folks are scrambling with fire with drought and of course these livestock markets are the backbone of our rural communities um I, i'd ask you how you're doing but i'm sure you're just a little bit tired i saw what time you sent that market report this morning <laughs> it was a full day um you know part part of this is due to what we normally go to as a summer schedule of every other week and and we have here at lewistown for shoot 20 years uh, ever since lyle and janet Allen owned it they really had, had kind of gone to a summer schedule well we we started the same way this summer uh, without knowing what the future would hold on this drought and so uh we once we got into july we realized we're gonna have to kind of start start ramping our sales back up um and and you know get back on a weekly weekly schedule and so that's what we're doing now beginning yesterday august or august 3rd we uh, started with our regular tuesday sales and we'll be back every week now so so part of this is a product of it being a little bit of a of a bottleneck that we didn't have a sale for the last two weeks and uh, then also obviously the the conditions at hand are such that a lot of these cattle are cattle we would have sold anyways lane uh they're just coming much sooner than we normally would see them and and of course producers are cutting and calling a little bit deeper um it just a you know we're managing uh, what we can control right now 
Well, this is a scene that we have been seeing across uh, the the northern plains in the west, uh, North Dakota. They have been seeing so many coal cows come all summer. Uh, their drought conditions, we have it bad in the state of Montana, but you look at the Dakotas and the conditions there in, in the marketplace as well. And I'm glad you brought up, uh, of course, uh, uh, the summer sales schedule. But uh, uh, when you still look at what your average, what is your average? Is it, is it six fifty, seven hundred a week during during the winter time? What what do you think that looks like compared to how many ran through the ring yesterday you know i i typically on our market report put a uh similar to what the usda report would do a receipts today receipts last week and receipts a year ago and a year ago this week uh, we sold 382 head of livestock and yes yesterday we sold just under 2100 so obviously a, a huge difference there we're seeing we're seeing fall run numbers we normally don't see until the second or third week of october uh, we're seeing them the first week of august now, also with that, we saw around 2,100 head of cattle go through the ring, around 1,100 gear lanes, 800 way-ups, and you also had some sheep and horses, and I tell you what, that sheep market continues to impress. Uh, uh, great to see that sheep market being firm, but a lot of those trailers w- were filled with cattle coming to town, and so, you know, when we, we look at the, those averages from the week before and, and the, the week ahead, producers really are, they're, they're getting weary of this situation. They're, they're starting to coal right now and the question that everyone is asking how is this market shaping up yesterday with that influx of over 2100 head were your buyers there did they stay there all day and how did that market uh, hold up yeah for for what we're dealing with right now lane the market really is exceptional when you think about the number of cattle that are being sold not just right here locally in in central and the greater montana area but you mentioned north dakota it's happening west of us it's happening southwest of us um there is a big portion of this country and you've seen the drought maps uh that are under a severe drought and and so these numbers have been have been large throughout the whole summer so the number of cattle that we're that we're sending straight to kill on on these way up cows um, is exponentially higher than what we normally would see. Now, from the market standpoint, that market sailed out pretty doggone well. Uh, these cows are, are have been pretty steady over the last really the last two months. We haven't seen a whole lot of shifts. Now, of course, every week you might have a new a new high topper that brings you know. 76 78 or something like that and the next week the, the top might bring 72 or three but but really when you look at the core of what these cows are bringing they're bringing in a 60 dollar range and and that's been pretty steady for the last couple months so what's remarkable to me is that the, we're seeing fall run numbers but we're not seeing yet we're not seeing a big fall off in that way of cow market um which is which is uh I guess a little bit op- uh, promising to me that you know maybe we're spreading this deal out enough that we won't have such a big bottleneck, um, and and then it becomes just a simple economic uh, equation of supply and demand, right? If we're spreading this out a little bit more, I think that's probably got something to do with uh, with that market staying steady. The other thing is is beef uh, demand is good on the other end. You know, it's it's as high as it's been in many many years as well. So I think a combination of things are there's definitely some silver linings in this. Yes, this is very, very difficult uh, to, especially you know, as we start selling heifers uh, that are bred that would have been keepers, um, as as we start cutting deeper into the cow herd, and and maybe we're sending those older, more proven cows that that we would really like normally to keep around for a couple more years. Uh, they're coming to town. This is very, very difficult. 
the the silver lining here is these markets are holding out uh, reasonably well given what we're dealing with. Yeah, and uh, again, I I want to just share my frustration with uh, Representative Matt Rosendale, Montana, who visited the stockyards yesterday, making a post uh, saying that the prices at the auction yard were far too low and the volume was uh, much too high. I really don't think he understands the severity of the situation, but also just how good the market situation is despite uh, the continued uh, impact of the pandemic, uh, uh, issues with the Packers, everything like that, and to see even just our feeder cattle market hold up as well as it has for the last few weeks. Uh, just uh, I want him to maybe listen to our market report on a daily basis to be able to hear that on the uh, Western Ag Network. But, uh, Kyle, the, the, another uh, area of concern for folks is, you know, we, we saw the, 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 uh, all, all the trailers there, and folks are just, you know, they want to market these cattle. Uh, you got those cattle processed. Uh, the state guys got them inspected. And, and again, that, that is going to free up just a little bit, as you mentioned, once now you're going to be on that weekly Tuesday sales schedule. But we could see larger than normal uh, cattle for this time of the year. What is your message to sellers out there that are, are looking at maybe bringing cattle in? When is the best time? Uh, when we're, when we're, will your crew be ready to start processing cattle as they come to the yards for next week's sale? Well, we're we're always ready, Lane, and and I think that's um, that's a big message that that not just us here in Lewistown, but livestock markets around the state of Montana and around the country, as you mentioned earlier, are a huge part of the local economy. We're we're a partner in this business with with these cow calf producers. We're the bridge between the different sectors of the industry. Uh, it's incredible. You know, we yes, we're a we're a business. We we contribute to the community by providing jobs and providing tax base and and providing these these things. Um, we're also a service, and and there's there's days when uh, you know we we'll uh, we'll have our doors open regardless of how many cattle are showing or not showing, and 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 I think we're we're going to get into that as we get deeper into this winter. We're, we, there will be uh, at some point we will start running out of of inventory, uh, you know, in in the volume that we're seeing now. But uh, our goal is you know to to be here as a service first and foremost and provide a competitive open fair market and that that's our goal every tuesday uh to have to have buyers here you asked earlier about um how the how the buyer base was yesterday and and it was good you know we have to face the fact that on these these kill cows uh, there are just very few packers that are that are in that business so uh when there's two or three um kill cow buyers you know that you, you can go any any sale barn in the country, and that's that's really all you're going to find with the feed situation, the feed costs where they are right now. There's not a lot of cows going to feed. Um, that's a market that you hope you know comes back at some point when when something shakes out and and there's extra feed stuffs here or there, or, or somebody has a has a, a plan to to do some of that. Uh, that can certainly help support this market. Uh, but the buyers, the market is is solid throughout the day. Um, you know, we that cow market kind of starts in the morning, and you know, the the only thing that fluctuates on these hot days is fill, and and that's a big management thing from a sale barn perspective. Is you know, these cattle gotta have feed and water in front of them to a certain extent. But as you well know, a cow can consume a massive amount of water on a 90 degree day. Uh, that's waste. That's fill, and and you know. Uh, 
as, as the cow's weight goes up, the price will go down because the, you know, the buyer's not going to want to pay for that extra fill that's, that's basically, you know, going away. So, you know, those are management things from our standpoint that, that we try to do to best represent the cattle for these sellers. Um, you know, we, we could talk about the feeder cattle, uh, market too you know you, you brought that up a minute ago and and that that is the same you know very similar standpoint there's there's more buyers in the market right now on that but once that market's established it's it's holding out and mm-hmm. uh and i think as i mentioned earlier it's it's exceptionally good given the factors we're dealing with right now around the around the country and around the industry and maybe let's talk about that feeder market just a little bit. We may be seeing a lot more mixed loads or maybe some uh, variation on weights of some of those earlier calves and later calves that a producer might have just because the availability of grass and also just uh, how those uh, conditions are during the, the drought season here this year. Uh, what's your message about marketing uh, the feeder cattle through Lewistown Livestock Auction? Just to give you a little more of a commercial uh, marketing opportunity <laughs> here. Well, I tell you what, I've uh, we had a customer yesterday that had priced some cattle to a buyer in the country uh, yesterday morning, got a bid on those cattle, and brought them to the yards. Instead, said, "Nah, I think I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to take them to Lou Live." Uh, they brought 15 cents more on on the front end of those cattle than than he was offered at home, and you know it's it's the nature of you know we're we're in a we're in montana right i mean montana is a is a sell them in the country type of a state when it comes to selling big streams of calves and or on the video we understand that you know and we're a part of that as well we can offer you know we can offer any kind of marketing channel that that a producer is comfortable with but it's hard to replace a competitive market uh, when these buyers right now are after these feeder cattle. And, uh, you know, yesterday we had a really nice string of fall calves here out of Shoto. Um, uh, you know, kind of a rare commodity right now, but we had two loads of steers weigh 764, bring a dollar 6450. You know, for a fall calf, that's over 1250 bucks a head. Uh, that is a very, very strong market. The yearling steers, you know, a lot of those bringing uh, 11 and a half on the lighter end up to 13 and a quarter, 1350 for those that were weighing in the 900 pound range. Um, that's a that, that's a strong ticket on a on a set of steers right now. Heifers, um, that's something that's a discussion that that I guess I would encourage uh, producers to have with their uh you know whoever they're marketing with whether that's us here at lewistown or if that's at glasgow or or sydney or wherever they are um have a conversation with that market because uh there's a difference between a spade heifer a guaranteed open heifer and uh an exposed heifer and and right now the market is telling us there is definitely a difference in those and so uh as a lot of these heifers that have been exposed are coming to town uh we do need to have some discussions on okay how are we going to offer these heifers uh how long were they exposed for uh that depends on if you know if if it's easy to abort those calves and send them to feed uh or not and and so there's a little bit more management there so that's something for folks to think about if don't don't mark those late heifers as open if they're not open mark them late and so that we can uh do some preg management in the marketing and hopefully add more to the producer's pockets that's that's the idea here it's all about marketing and adding more to your bottom line 
Well, it uh, it all hinges on rain, and who knows? A big rain could really change producers' uh, perspective for uh, the winter and, and springtime. But as of right now, the drought and wildfire and the grasshoppers that have ate everybody out, it, it is causing a bit of a herd liquidation. And uh, the severity of that depends on where you're at within Montana in the West. But to be able to have a market like Lewistown Livestock Market and all the great livestock markets across Montana and the nation um, is just so important. And uh, Kyle, uh, any last comments that you would just like to share, especially with the central Montana folks that that are, you know, not even being able to harvest right now because they're out there battling a, a huge wildfire? Yeah, well, I mean, our, obviously, we are all in this together, right? Uh, you know, we we are we are in this for the long haul. This is not a this is not a one and done kind of a thing in any year. You know, we manage as producers, and we manage what we can control, and and right now there's some tough management decisions we're having to make on when to wean calves, when to bring cows, um, but we are we are in this, you know with them with you i mean we're in this together and and we are we don't take that for granted um you know our our, again as i mentioned as i mentioned our goal is to always have a competitive market meaning more than more than one buyer here to bid on animals and and uh you know, right now it's a challenge. We, we definitely, no question about it. There's some challenges in our industry. There is consolidation at the top that makes it challenging as it trickles down. Um, we've got, you know, Mother Nature playing into effect. That's affecting the feed situation. That will have an impact on who's feeding cattle. It will definitely have an impact on the bread cow market this fall. Um, but we, we cannot control Mother Nature, so we have to manage around it. And uh, I think the other end of it, the other side of this deal, um, it, it always rains. It's just a matter of when, right? Uh, the other side of this deal uh, does look pretty promising. And uh, what we can hold together here and then rebuild towards, I think, will be very positive as as uh, as things unfold in the future. And, and we, we look forward to riding alongside our, our customers, our producers, and our friends uh, as we as we navigate through this. Well, again, Kyle Shobe, he and his wife and family own Lewistown Livestock Auction in Lewistown, Montana, unlike a lot of folks who started sharing that uh, video that my dad took that I posted on my uh, professional Facebook page. Uh, a lot of them, look, this is Lewiston, Idaho's market. I'm like, this looks nothing like Lewiston, Idaho's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's a, a difference. There's this a difference. is Lewistown, yeah. Montana. But uh, again, uh, Kyle, thank you for joining us. Again, those Tuesday sales will start weekly. Uh, they they kicked off yesterday and will continue throughout the fall run. We're calling this the 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 late summer run. How about that? Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I said, it, it's we're just kind of moving up the timetable. We're selling cattle that we normally be selling October, November. We're selling them sooner, and and uh, you know, again, maybe that's going to spread things out a little bit and and help maintain this market for a little bit longer we'll hope for that um regardless we're gonna we're gonna charge ahead and and uh, do what we can to uh you know keep the doors open here and and be able to represent cattle the right way again for more information uh, and make sure and uh, make early consignments visit lewistownlivestock.com you can find more information out on central montana's stockyards hey don't go away friends we're going to be joined by corbett wall host of feeder flash on youtube each day uh but uh first we'll take a quick commercial break but kyle thanks for joining us here on the podcast today thank you lane have a good one 
Thank you, Kyle. We'll be back with Corbett Wall right after this. You've worked hard to build a successful farming or ranching operation. That's why when you evaluate your assets and determine your best strategy long before you're ready to transfer ownership, you set future generations up for success. At Whipfully, our dedicated team of egg professionals are ready to help you navigate the complexities of succession and family transition planning. Remember, it's never too early to start planning. Let Whipfly's egg business transition specialists help you create your unique roadmap for success. Contact us today or learn more at whipfleet.com. Corbett, we're down in uh, Dodge City, Kansas with the High Plains Journal. Uh, you know, uh, here as we move through 2021, drought and feed prices really on the minds of producers. Uh, as uh, you make your way across the countryside, talk with producers nationwide. Uh, what are some of the, 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 the highlights of the market right now? And what are some of those uh, areas that need worked on here in the summer? Well, we we've, we've got an opportunity here with this drought, and and I and I feel for you guys up there in the north, and I know how bad it is, and uh, but but you 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 can't be small minded. It's not dry everywhere. In the southern plains, we've had the best year that we've had in in a long time. You know, we hear about twenty year droughts. We get about a twenty year good year here. And as I drove from Amarillo area up here to Dodge City. It's lush and beautiful, as as good as it's ever been. And but but with those those big ranch countries up there being so dry, been a lot of dispersals, been a lot of of, of deep culling, and and we're going to get these supplies back in our favor. And we're going to have the opportunity to sell calves for a big high price again. Uh, but but it just it's frustrating when you look at the fat cattle end because even whenever we get the supply on our side we don't have the leverage to gain any ground, and and if we don't stay after this uh, this problem and get get some uh, some kind of a mandated minimum cash trade requirement in there, uh, get some more investigation on on these unfair trade practices and the collusion and everything. If we don't take care, advantage of that. At the fat cattle price, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna trickle down for you guys selling calves and yearlings. But what I'm afraid of is gonna do as much as anything is we have to have investors from outside the industry to go long the futures because we're all going on the downside because we're all hedging. We're the only we're the only industry in this world that bets against itself every round. So we're putting downside pressure on the market. If we don't have anybody to offset that on the long side, we're sunk at keeping a decent price level. Well, if, if they don't see, if they don't have any uh, any feeling that that we can can get a hold of a market and hold a high market and push it. How, why would they continue to go long and invest in cattle on the futures? And, and that, that worries me, and I think it's a challenge that we need to address. Now, uh, earlier in the spring, uh, a lot of feeders and a lot of cow-calf producers, all the industry was watching the situation with the grain exports going out uh, to China and whatnot. Uh, we've seen those prices come back just a little bit from those highs. What should folks be thinking about in the grain situation on the feed end of things uh, as more cattle will be coming out of the north into feedlot country and, and how that availability is going to uh, shape up with the uh, producers you've talked to in the countryside that do have good moisture and good yields? Well, we've seen it happen, you know. 
uh, on some of these big summer videos and and uh, and in the country and the direct trade too. You know, we're not pulling these these cattle off grass weighing seven and a half or eight. We're we're pulling cattle off yearlings coming off weighing nine and a half and a thousand, and they're bringing the same per pound as those seven fifty or eight hundred pounders. That's a hell of a lot of money. And uh, you know, if if we got to high grain, you know, we're just going to have to take your your feeder cattle to higher weights. You know, you only have to put about ninety days on those cattle to turn that that fat white and, and make them look appealing in grade. So uh, you know, that that's something that we're going to look at. But you know, my money's on the American farmer. He's he's going to make some grain. He, you know, they've been suffering for a lot of years, not getting a, a big price for their for their grain. They deserve it this year, and it'll give them confidence, just like I was talking about on the cattle side, to continue to do that. You know, for the last you know ten or twelve years, we've been saying, God, why do these guys keep raising corn? They can't make any money of it. You know, well. They like to raise corn, you know, just like you like to raise cattle. They got they got a they got a corn head, you know. They they, they everything they've got set up for corn, and and you think, man, they're just beating their brains out. It's kind of like a guy feeding cattle. You yep. lose money every round. Why do you keep doing it? But uh, they deserve this, and and uh, but it but it's gotten back down there now where we can get a decent cost of gain on these cattle, and and the cattle that are going to feed real well and that are coming off grass at a heavier weight are going to bring more money. Producers are pretty pleased with what uh, what calf prices are bringing on the videos here this spring and summer, uh, but a lot of folks uh, are, are going to be gearing up to uh, send a lot of cows down the road up up in the northern plains with this drought. Uh, what, what is your outlook for how that uh, coal market's going to be shaping up? When is the best time to start uh, pulling those cows and run them, running them through the ring? You know, right now is a good time. You know, they're getting ready for Labor Day. And uh, we've got a hell of a cold cow market for as many cold cows as we've sold. And uh, we're actually lucky right now because uh, places, you know, in other continents like Australia and South America, they've, they've had a lot of drought and they're down right now. So we're not getting as much of that, uh, that product being imported. Of course, it's grass-fed, but you grind it up and throw some of our good fat trim in there that tastes pretty good. But... That product is not too good. And I've been corresponding through email with a guy from Australia, you know, telling me what the, what's going on over there. They don't have any product to spare. And so that, that's, that's keeping our boneless beef product pretty high. And, uh, you know, and as much as I complain about our fed steer and heifer packers in the market on that, we've got a pretty good cow market. And and we and, and a lot of our, our our cow packers like Cavanus and some of them, they're they're still a, a kind of a family operation. They still they still put out bids just to keep the other guys honest. And they and they bid and they and they go in and, and they buy cows in an auction market where they where you get a, a true price out of them. And and uh, we're pretty lucky there. Uh, but you know I, w- I wouldn't wait and, and sell all your cows when everybody else is pregnant and calling too. Anything else, Corbett? I know you got to hit hit the road. Anything else you want to share with our uh, producers across uh, the from Montana down to New Mexico today? Well, you guys, uh, I feel for you in that in that drought situation, and and uh, I just pray that we get a lot of winter moisture and some good snowpack and, and build things back up. But uh, appreciate you guys listening to the feeder flash when you get a chance. Again, that was a quick conversation I had with Corbett Wall. We were both in Dodge City, Kansas at Cattle U, hosted by the High Plains Journal. It was a quick chat as he was jumping in his pickup to get back home to Texas. 
Again, a big thank you to Kyle Schaub with Lewistown Livestock Auction. Visit lewistownlivestock.com for more. And, of course, Corbett Wall for joining us, host of Feeder Flash. More information on Feeder Flash and DV Auction can be found online as well. I'm Lane Nordmond. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the LaneCast with Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.